Hello, and thank you for listening in on a series dedicated to addressing the challenges and shifts in culture and work that will arise due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Our goal is to arm you with information to prepare our community for what is sure to be a new normal in the workplace. Today, we are joined by Greg Hadfield, President and CEO of Century Floor Space, a customer partner and subsidiary company specializing in flooring solutions and professional cleaning in residential and commercial applications. Hi, Greg. Thank you for being with us. Last week, we speculated on changes to the built environment from a design perspective, and we wanted to take this opportunity to get your point of view on what the future holds for sanitation and infection prevention as we think about going back to work. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Just hunkering down here at home. Alrighty. So we're going to dig right into a couple of uh, questions and answers. So from our previous conversations on this podcast, we all know that controlling distance, privacy, and movement between individuals in an environment will be a consideration when we all go back to work. But what can we do beyond altering the physical space to make sure people are safe when we all do go back to work? First of all, I think companies should be planning right now what they're going to do when they're getting ready to get back open. And uh, there's a number of things I'm sure you're going to ask about most of them. But I think the first area of concern for employees is, is my space safe? What's What's been done? So the whole concept of disinfecting uh, their entire space, wall to wall. And when I say wall to wall, we're talking about HVAC events. And literally pictures on the wall and whiteboards and all those kinds of places, upholstery, cubicle panels, um, as well as all the touch points, you know, copiers and coffee areas and sinks and, uh, of course, all the fixtures in the bathrooms. And people have lots of concerns. So our focus in uh, the service area that we have is how are we going to provide uh, disinfection, total disinfection to multiple surfaces. So I, I, I just think that's the number one consideration. So let's talk a little bit more about like the technical stuff. So OSHA documentation on preparing employees who are returning to work focuses on basic infection prevention measures, which include frequent hand washing and respiratory etiquette, of course. But it also includes recommendation on housekeeping practices regarding disinfection of surfaces and spaces. So from your perspective, how do you feel new company protocols set by human resources will affect Century's business? Right. Well, you know, the the saying from the movie, we're not in Kansas anymore. Things have really, really changed. And we believe there's going to be a new attention to a new type of cleaning in the past companies like Century uh, with cleaning services, uh, the, the focus was on appearance. And that certainly is also important. But I think there was less focus happening on, on really disinfection of, of surfaces. What we would find a lot if we were bidding with companies that needed our service is what I call the race to zero. And the only way companies were getting lower and lower prices on bids was that they were moving to all-purpose cleaners. They were emptying the trash and running through quick with the vacuum, but not really paying attention to some of these other areas. So I think it's going to be more about health and safety when we return first cleaning than it is over appearance, although that's also very important. Uh, and I really believe 
that uh, we're probably going to start seeing a lot more what I would term non-porous services in in the workplace. People love textures and they love, you know, textiles. You're in the furniture business, of course. Um, and, and, and furniture, uh, I think, is going to change a little bit. I think there are going to be more non-porous surfaces that are more easily cleanable, more easily disinfected. Um, even panel systems. And, and maybe some of those, um, what I would call textile surfaces, are going are to move away from uh, jacquards and woven goods into more of the vinyls that are easier to wipe down. So they might stay in the textile, but I think some of that's probably going to change as well. And then um, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, what we call touch point places. So like right by the copier where everyone is going over and faxing and copying, uh, whether it's pop-up uh, disinfectant wipes or antiseptic, uh, you know, or spray, hand spray cleaners to make sure that after each use that we're not just cleaning our hands, but we're actually cleaning the surface of that little touch screen. So that, that I think is going to be more commonplace. Yeah. So really quickly, and this is, you know, kind of off the cuff here, but yeah. yesterday when we spoke um, prior to this podcast recording, you, you had a really good interpretation of like, you know, everyone right now is talking about microbial surfaces. So, but you, you gave some spotlight talking about the difference between microbial surfaces, but also like antibacterial and you know, sure. what hand washing actually does. Can you talk about a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. You know, I think people try really hard to be correct, but they throw terms around they're not really familiar with. It's just not normal. They don't, they've never really been taught. But here's a good way to remember antimicrobial versus antibacterial. When you wash your hands with soap and water, just common hand soap, that is antimicrobial in nature because I'm slowing down the growth of microbes. I'm disturbing the colony. I'm washing in between my fingers and, and I'm washing my hands and I'm rinsing away virus and even some bacteria. Antibacterial soap means I'm using something like a, a Provon, which is a brand name, or something that has either alcohol or triclosan in it. It almost smells medicine-y. Those are hand cleaners that are designed to be antibacterial. It's actually kill. You can say the words eliminate and kill and you know, get rid of um, bacteria. So what I was saying yesterday, and I wanna say to those listening, just be real careful. When, make sure that you do your own homework or talk to a professional who, who helps helps you understand in the workplace the difference between antimicrobial, which is slowing down, you know, kind of breaking it up a little bit and, and, and slowing it down, but not killing or eliminating. Perfect. So there's a lot of documentation out there referencing EPA approved chemicals and treating other viral illnesses. So how do the chemicals and disinfectants that Century is using fit these standards? Another great question. Okay. So the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has lots of jobs, right? But one of their most important jobs is uh, to safeguard the public as it relates to companies who manufacture disinfectants and what they can put on their labels. If you go back a few years ago to SARS and even H1N1, for instance, 
the EPA, along with the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, came out and said, hey, until we get efficacy reports on, on what's needed to take care of this, they went to a protocol that was 10% bleach and 90% water. When, an EP, when the EPA says that you must use a registered uh, disinfectant, what that means is the homework's already been done. People have uh, submitted their claims and efficacy uh, test data to the EPA to say this chemistry that we've put together when mixed at, at these dilution rates is effective against the following. It could be staph, it could be influenza, it could be pseudomonia, it could be uh, HIV, or in the case of what we have now, COVID-19 is somewhere between SARS and human coronavirus. Now, human coronavirus has been around for hundreds of years. It's basically the common cold. You go to a can of disinfectant today or a bottle of something, you'll most likely see human coronavirus as one of the kill claims for that. What we have here is something that has emerged, something that's a little different. So the EPA declares during this time an emerging pathogen policy. And you can look that up too. It's kind of interesting reading. And it says, we know that chemical companies have this claim on a chemical product to kill SARS and this to kill human coronavirus. So if you have those two claims at this time on your EPA registered product, then we believe that that is also going to kill this virus. So until all the efficacy data comes out, it is the best, safest approach and approved by the EPA to use to kill uh, virus and, and bacteria. So it's important, uh, you can't just make a claim, right? I, I'm really concerned, I mean, we, if we have time, we can talk about that. I'm concerned about companies that are now putting out uh, statements about, we have a coating. You can coat everything and it's going to eliminate uh, bacteria or virus from being on the surface for the next 60 or 90 days. And that's a slippery slope. I, I hope companies are really careful with claims around that, those kinds of things. Yeah, well, it's good to know that Century is being careful about that. So let's talk about how it works. What is the process like to have your environment fogged with Century's disinfectant? Okay, uh, it's a very simple process. So we use those same EPA registered disinfectants. We put it into a machine that has a container that's pressurized and we're able to atomize that product or fog it. And we can get that projected into places that are normally very difficult to hand clean. Uh, return air vents, HVAC supply vents, up behind things, the backs of computer screens, and uh, a, a lot of companies, even in their normal cleaning process, they're, they're a lot of them stay away from desks. You know, they'll get hired and they say, you know what, empty the trash and wipe these things down, but don't touch anyone's desk. So every day we have bacteria that kind of populates and and grows and stays on the surface. It allows us to atomize this product. Those uh, atomized droplets fall onto the surface. They kill viruses on contact. Bacteria, some bacteria takes a little bit longer. They, the whole surface area takes about 15 minutes to dry. We really like people to be out of the room for an hour before they come back in 
Everything is completely dried. It's free rinsing. You don't have to go back and wipe anything down. Uh, if they have left food items out, let, let, let's say that a company had to close quickly and really people didn't have time to take care of their stuff. Those items need to be thrown out. So the products that we use are approved for food prep surface areas, but not if there's open food or drink out. Those will have to be done. Got it. Okay. As far as like efficacy, so, you know, if I have a space that's been fogged and disinfected, 10 people in a space who, and one of them, they might have this virus. Sure. And they come in and they interact with the space. Does the space need to be fogged again? Well, I, you know, I tell people this, and this is where we get into this coating thing. You know, if I spill ketchup on the table, right, and I wipe it up, and you say, hey, Greg, did you clean the ketchup up? Yes, I did. If tomorrow somebody else comes in and spills ketchup, and you call me and say, Greg, there's still ketchup on the table. Well, somebody else came in and spilled ketchup. If I put a coating on that table, there's still ketchup on top of it. I still have to clean. So it doesn't eliminate the need for future cleans. What it does is it makes sure that we're starting with a good, clean, healthy environment. Uh, and who knows what's going to be developed for us as we go back to work for tests to say, look, this person's had it or they've developed the antibodies for it. We, of course, can't get into that sort of thing. It's not our business. But we want to just create a basic, clean, disinfected, virus-free, bacteria-free environment uh, I spoke with a guy yesterday who runs a company here in Grand Rapids, and he, he said, well, what if somebody gets sick a week from now? We're concerned about it. I said, then caution tape up the area and call us, and we'll be on our way within a very short period of time, and we'll completely fog that area down. But that's why companies right now should be talking to professional cleaning companies that understand disinfectant clean and touchpoint cleans so that we're not just doing this once a year now, that every every day or week, whenever your company comes in and cleans, that they're disinfecting certain areas. They're not just yeah. using all-purpose cleaners. They're really you know, treating the area. Yeah, awesome. Before we recorded this podcast, we were having a conversation around antimicrobial finishes, potentially having a resurgence in the workplace in the wake of COVID-19, which might very well be the case. But for our listeners, could you dig into some considerations around the differences between antimicrobial and antibacterial? Oh, sure. Uh, in your business, uh, if you think of all the people in, in your design center, all the uh, textile distributors on the wall, we don't have to mention any, but when you, you see... Uh, there are a lot of people putting fabrics on furniture, and they talk about on the back, you'll see that they test for antimicrobial. Those antimicrobials, when they were first introduced, were actually being put into fabrics to work against anti-spoiling for other finishes that were on the fabrics. And it was to keep the, those things from uh, migrating downward, if you will. So they probably, in some cases, were a little oversold. Like, for instance, on the West Coast, Kaiser Permanente big health system. Kaiser Permanente still right now at this time won't allow any antimicrobials on any of the textiles that come in to their building because they realize that it's not a one-time fixes all. Uh, let me give you a quick story. You can you can look at this. There was years ago a great toy manufacturer play school and they wanted to add a microband 
to their chemistry. So as they made these plastic molds, basically, hey, look, we have an antimicrobial uh, that's in our furniture, giving the illusion that it had some sort of some sort of long-term benefit to keeping kids safe from life. And the EPA got on that very quickly. Uh, and you can research that or Google that, and you'll see that the EPA has said, look, we, we're going to talk about treated articles. It's okay that you want to put an antimicrobial in it, but that doesn't mean that that product then gives off antibacterial or even antimicrobial benefits forever. You just can't say that. So because of that, you're still going to see antimicrobials being added to fabrics. There probably is some initial repellency to microbes. But again, if a, if a patient in healthcare sits with an open gown at the back and has some really serious bad thing going on in the back of their body, I don't care if it's an antimicrobial treated fabric, you're gonna have an issue on that fabric. It has to be clean. So I do think that they're gonna stay around. I do think that uh, some of these, these finishes are important. But when you think of a textile, uh, if you have a, a jacquard that is, you know, made up of several different fibers, bacteria is a little easier to get in amongst that than it is with a vinyl. But you have companies like Krypton, like Nanotex, and there are others out there who are applying finishes that help uh, keep the fabric breathable. But there is a coating on the back that's really keeping bacteria from from getting in. In fact, I think Krypton has a program for when you use their fabric and their disinfectant deodorizer, actually it's the only EPA approved system for, for textiles. So do your homework. You know, when it comes to furniture, talk to a furniture professional who can really explain, as I'm sure all of your salespeople can, what these antimicrobials are doing, what they're good for. And, and we want to make sure we're being safe and not over-promising. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was super. You're so scientific. Yeah. I spent 20 years in textiles and uh, about 15 years in chemicals. Uh, so if you add that up and then on my flooring, I'm still 49 years old. And that's crazy. I don't know how that all works. But <laughs> no, I, I listen, I have I have a patent. Um that involves the disinfection of non-porous surfaces. I spent a lot of time, you know, in this area, in this field. And it really saddens me when people shoot from the hip and they yeah. talk about things in that you're putting the public safety at, at risk, you know. So education is important, uh, getting with people. And I love that Century is a, a part of Custer because Custer's out there so in great design, great office space, now kind of changing the game a little bit, right? Because things are going to change by having a partner in Century where we also can maintain and clean those same spaces. Because at the end of the day, it's about that whole life cycle. If we can extend that life cycle another year or so for our customer, that's a big dollar savings for them. So we yeah, want to, yeah. you sell it, you install it, we'll clean it you know, we'll take care of it and make it last longer. 
I love that. That's awesome. So, okay. So as small business leaders ourselves, what are your thoughts on safe work practices that are going to need to be put into place to protect century flooring employees? Well, I'll tell you what, we've, uh, our management team meets every other day, basically, at sure as probably most companies right now trying to figure out the right thing. I think the number one thing is communication, really good communication with your employees. What are you, what are we planning? How has the area been prepped and cleaned and sanitized? What new precautions are we going to uh, put in place? We're considering things like staggered start times. You know, does that help? Uh, spreading out times where our subcontractors can come in and pick up material. Increasing our capabilities as it relates to delivering product prior to a job start so that it can acclimate to the building, you know, uh, temperature and humidity. Touch point cleaning, I think, uh, is a term that you're going to hear more about. Pop-up wipes, disinfectant sprays at all touch points. And people are going to have to take responsibility for cleaning the area that you just left, right? Um, and then, of course, distancing. We have a showroom. Uh, I'm sure that we will probably control traffic in there a little bit without being too obvious, but we certainly want to keep people safe we have uh we have just signed up with a new program where a person can shop at home they can take uh, a picture of their living room and uh all the furniture stays and they click on the any part of the floor and then they can go to one of our manufacturers and click on a wood or a carpet and it'll just change the flooring for them on the screen so they can see what their furniture looks like on this uh uh, on the screen. And it's allowing people to shop and come in and say, hey, I've made some selections prior to coming into the showroom. Uh, so it'll limit the amount of time that they have to come into the showroom. So we're just trying to, we're going to change the way we sell and change the way we mix with people. Earlier, we were discussing a little bit about, you know, food and these spaces that you guys are fogging. So what types of businesses are ideal for disinfecting services from Century? Is fogging safe for food service facilities and hospitals? And give some examples of that. Yeah, we're doing a, a local company right now up north of here. They make water, really cold, icy water. We clean the clinics. We're cleaning office buildings, we're cleaning police stations and city town halls and jail cells. We're cleaning um, vehicles, so first responders vehicles, emergency vehicles, fire vehicles, police vehicles. We're cleaning um, uh, areas at small local airlines, so kind of like the signature airlines, FBOs. We're doing those places and hangars. We're doing manufacturing plants. We just did a 100,000 square foot job uh, for a military supplier in Detroit and uh, our Grand Rapids team, uh, we're doing Coca-Cola. Uh, so a lot of companies are interested in the service and, and some of them are doing it every day. The uh, police and first responders groups are doing it every day. We're thinking about setting up a tent, kind of a drive-through thing in our parking lot for anybody that wants to bring their vehicle and just have us do the inside of it. And uh, what we've come up with is maybe we charge 20 bucks. 
But then we're going to take that money, not for a profit, but I want to take care of all the people on the front line who are working. So nurses, doctors, we bring people back together. And and we think offering this fogging service to people um, and, and helping those people on the front lines could be good for everybody. That's a really, really cool way for you guys to get back. I, I'd love to hear more um, about whether or not you guys are able to implement that. Finally, how should business owners or facility managers get in touch with your team to schedule Century's disinfectant services? Okay, uh, so we have uh, two locations, one on the east side in Detroit and one in uh, Grand Rapids. So kind of draw a line down through the middle of the state. If it's Lansing, uh, and east, I want them to call our Detroit location. That number is 248-548-8434. And then if it's uh, on the west side of Lansing and, of course, over to the lakeshore, then um, I want them to call our main number, 616-988-4524. I don't, we don't want to do an email. And you know why? I, I want to talk to people. We spent five minutes with one person yesterday, 20 minutes with another, 18 minutes with another. People have questions. They don't, they don't understand. And so I, it just feels too cold to me right now with the email. I'm an old school. And I, I just call us. We want to talk to you. If you go into voicemail because they're on the phone with somebody, someone's going to call you back and help you, help you understand, you know, what we can do for you. That's awesome. I love that personal touch that you give to Century. It's really important, especially right now as we're all social distancing. So yeah. thank you, Greg, so much for joining us. Cleaning is really going to be an essential service when the time comes for thousands of employees to return to their work environment. So thank you for being a resource that Michigan companies can call on for peace of mind. There are better days ahead. There really yeah. are. I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, taking time to ask some really great questions. Thanks so awesome. much. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, Greg. We'll talk to you All soon. Right. All righty. We'll see you guys next time on the new Custer Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to find an ending for that. <laughs>